so here we are again. This is what, episode number four? Yeah. Oh my it god. <laughs> and I feel like we both actually liked this one, which... Oh my god, this one was so good. It was so good. It was so good. Was so good. I'm so excited to talk about this. <laughs> Same. So we read um, Malibu Rising this week, which is by Taylor yes. Jenkins Reid. Um, and she is amazing. Um, She's amazing. I think we both so good. We've both loved Evelyn Hugo and mm-hmm. Daisy Jones, right? Yeah, Evelyn Hugo is like probably it's insane my, how good it is. Yeah, like definitely top ten, if not top five books I've ever read. Like so Same. good. Um, and Daisy Jones is like really great too. It's a great read. I didn't like I didn't connect with it as much, but I mean, just yeah. a really good book still. Um, I think a part of that was probably the format. Especially mm-hmm. for me, like how it's the interview format. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was like cool, but it was, you know, you can't really lose yourself in it the same right. way you would like a, a novel. It seems like it was almost written for like an audiobook, you know, because they oh, did a yeah. full cast for it. Oh, that would probably yeah. be really cool to listen to. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. No, like on my third read of that book, I decided to listen to the audiobook mm-hmm. and it was really cool, but yeah. it's. I don't know. I feel like if you haven't read that book before, it's kind of hard to keep track of the characters because mm-hmm. there's so many. Yeah. But. I was really excited to read this book and it definitely yeah. did not disappoint. It was no. awesome. Um, so we were talking about this right before we started to record. Um, I am very bad at summarizing books um, and I have known that about myself for a long time, but I've also noticed since we've been doing this podcast. So um, we're going to read the blurb from the book <laughs> to kind of yes. do a quick summary. So um, if you if you want to do it or I can do it, it doesn't matter. Um, I will let you do it because one of my biggest fears is reading in front of the class. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> I was that annoying kid that always volunteered to do it, so. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let me not make too much computer noise. Okay, so Malibu, August 1983. (laughs) It's the day of Nina Riva's, I always want to say Rivera, but it's Riva. Nina Riva's annual end of summer party, and anticipation is at a fever pitch. Everyone wants to be around the famous Rivas. Nina, the talented surfer and supermodel, brothers Jay and Hud, one a championship surfer, the other a renowned photographer, and their adored baby sister, Kit. Together, the siblings are a source of fascination in Malibu and the world over, especially as the offspring of the legendary singer Mick Riva. The only person not looking forward to the party of the year is Nina herself, who never wanted to be the center of attention and who always has been very well and who has also just (laughs) been very publicly abandoned by her pro tennis player husband oh and maybe hud because it's long past time for him to confess something to the brother from whom he's been inseparable since birth jay on the other hand is counting the minutes until nightfall when the girl he can't stop thinking about promise she'll be there and kit has a couple secrets of her own including a guest she invited without consulting anyone by midnight the party will be completely out of control by morning, the Riva Mansion will have gone up in flames. But before that first spark in the early hours before dawn, the alcohol will flow, the music will play, and the loves and secrets that shape this family's generations will all come rising to the surface. Malibu Rising is a story about one unforgettable night in the life of a family, the night they each have to choose what they will keep from the people who made them and what they will leave behind. Wow. I could yeah. not have put it any better myself. I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I am so, actually surprised by some things they mentioned and other things they left out in that blurb. But yeah, I think that gives you a good impression. Of it the does. Book. It does. I love yeah. the whole like uh, everyone has a secret like thing. <laughs> we're we're gonna find out what everyone's secrets are. I mean, that's pretty much the book. It's just a lot of family drama. Yeah, for <laughs> and <sure>. a party. <laughs> so, rating. What would? You, how many stars would you give this? Okay. I feel like mine is a little complicated. So I did give this book five stars, but Mm -hmm. it's because... So this book is two parts, right? It's part one Mm -hmm. and part two. There's no, like, part three or anything. It's because part one, I would give, like, a ten out of five. Mm -hmm. And then, like, part two, I would give, like, a four out of five. So 
it evens out at a five out of five perfect <laughs> rating. <laughs> right. <laughs> I absolutely said five out of five too. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so good. So good. Um, so I guess I'll talk about so uh, she so Taylor Jenkins read this author is so good at I don't know like timelines. Oh so my god! Yeah, is, because yeah. the first half of the book is pretty much flashbacks. Right, almost. right. So you start in like quote unquote present day, nineteen eighty three, um, and then you pretty quickly start flashing back to um, the. The, the siblings' parents. Yeah. And how they met. Um, and then, like, their life together. But, you know, you're switching back and forth. And you're switching between siblings. Um, but I never found myself confused. I never had to go back and be like, wait, what no. just happened? Where am I? Like, it is so just, like, beautifully put together that it all makes sense. It was so balanced out, too. Mm-hmm. because the way this book is broken up so the first part so this book is over like one day right mm-hmm. but the first part follows kind of the morning into the evening like them preparing for the party and i feel like in the modern day um like for that morning their plot is pretty mild mm-hmm. and so it definitely makes room for those flashbacks which get pretty intense i would say mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, the second part is the party, and it definitely gets pretty chaotic. And so that's when the flashbacks stop, and I think Mm -hmm. that's, like, perfect timing to end that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you go from, you know, you're just kind of, like, checking in with everybody and how they're preparing for the party and just, like, getting little bits. And then the second part, you're just, like, switching in between siblings because, like, they're all, like, doing stuff a lot going through things yeah um so who is your favorite character oh my god it's so easy uh nina yeah (laughs) i think nina yeah i think nina may be like my favorite character of the year so far (laughs) because she is just like such a selfless character like i feel i don't know we can all take something from nina yeah. Like, into our real lives and apply it to ourselves because she's just, like, that good of a person even though she's dealing with a lot. Yeah. Especially for one day. Like, a <laughs> lot happens to her <laughs> in one day. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You you just, like, immediately feel bad for her and just, like, continue to feel bad for her throughout the whole yeah. book. Just, like, worse <laughs> and worse and worse. You just want to, like, hold her. <laughs> Right. Like, like she cannot just... catch a break whatsoever. Right. <laughs> I also really loved, I will not call him HUD. I loved Hudson, the brother. <laughs> I thought he was really sweet. So Nina is the oldest sister and she takes care of everybody and she always puts mm-hmm. everyone before her. And, you know, she she keeps the family together. If you've ever watched Shameless, she's very much the Fiona, but like better. Um mm-hmm. And then Hudson is um, one of two brothers. So it goes Nina and then Hudson and Jay are the same age and then Kit. So Hudson, like, he's kind and really smart and he's used to being taken care of. And so he doesn't really know how to not let her take care of him. But at the same time, he doesn't want to because he wants to take care of her even though she won't let him. And it's like just a very sweet relationship. I really liked him a lot, too. I feel like the only sibling, like, I feel like I cared for all these siblings on some sort of level, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like Jay mm-hmm. was the one I couldn't really connect with at all. I agree. And I, yeah, I, I just don't know if that's because he was intentionally written to, like, provoke a lot of the drama, mm-hmm. you know, and to, like, not have a forgiving side. Yeah, for yeah, I was really, like, by the end, I was really annoyed with him. god stop being such a man (laughs) yeah well and then kit i feel like uh, kit she had a really good purpose in this book especially considering she's the youngest sibling like she had a lot of um good plot lines on growing up around Mm -hmm. siblings that seem to have it more together than her Mm -hmm. but her plot does get a little bit weird towards the end and we'll talk about that but um I don't know. I, I, I feel like her story could have been wrapped up a little bit better. Yeah. I will say way. her 
I like. I liked her a lot, and I enjoyed reading about her. But her, yeah. she has sort of like two twists, and I knew them yeah. immediately. Like <laughs> one of them, I knew from the blurb, and then the other one, I knew like within the first like couple minutes that you meet her. But yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it. So the second twist, I knew was coming for one of the characters, mm-hmm. but I just didn't know how it would be intertwined because I had. I don't know. I I had two characters in mind that it could be for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll get into that later. <laughs> yes. Um, so how did you feel about part two? I liked it. You did? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time. Like, I know that part two is like the party unfolding and everything. I will say I read this so fast. I was like mm-hmm. so engrossed. I read it probably over like a day. Like I... We, I bought it and I read some and then, well, I guess two days. So I bought it one day and I read like a little bit. And then the next day I read a lot of it. And then I read like almost all of part two overnight, like mm-hmm. th- through the night. So I read it so fast and I was just like so into it. And I just wanted to no, like, get through and it. And honestly, I feel like that's how people should read it. Yeah. Because in part two... Uh, Taylor Jenkins Reid decides to like introduce like 10 random characters. That is and, true. Yeah, and I feel like if you do what I did, which was read this book over like a week, you're gonna lose one memory of who these people are because they're not like fleshed out or anything. They're just like blips in the mm-hmm. plot, honestly. Um, and I think the ending won't hit as hard. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, because I read it, like, all at once, it was kind of, like, fun. Because you meet these characters, and, like, they're only there for their part. And so, like, once once they're done, they're kind of done. Like, they mention them later. And it's, like, funnier if you remember. But if you don't, it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, But, yeah, I definitely, like... See, I have... whole part together. I have, like, two opinions. Like, two conflicting opinions on part two. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I seriously got annoyed by all the new characters being introduced. But at the same time, I think that was the author's intent. Mm-hmm. Because it seriously does feel like you're at a party. Like, there's right. so there's many so people many around people. you. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, you, you feel that, like, anxiety. They're like, oh my god, there's more yeah. people. And they're all acting like idiots. Right. Like, I wanted to leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have been gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Part one and part two just felt so different than each mm-hmm. other. You know, like yeah. it, it almost felt like two different books, mm-hmm. you know, especially yeah, we with the really pacing. Good. Yeah. Part one has my whole heart, though. It made me cry twice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gosh, it was so good. So um, I guess we can do just like a little more in-depth like rundown of what happened. So basically... um. The siblings, they're all children of this really famous singer. Like we mm-hmm. said, they all grew up in Malibu. They all grew up surfing and loving the beach and everything. Um, and you find out that their parents, Mick and June. June, yeah. Um, they both were poor growing up. And mm-hmm. June's family owns like a seaside restaurant and Mick mixed parents were horrible people and he moved away from them and mick meets june and he totally sweeps her off her feet and he constantly tells her how he's going to be famous and give her everything she wants and then that actually happens and then of course you know things don't go as planned it is definitely like a trope for her not a trope like she does it in every book that i've read of her so far yeah (laughs) to have that rocker guy who has good intentions but then just can't like stick to them well and i don't really feel like this is a spoiler whatsoever but um if you haven't read any of her other books she's kind of creating like her own mcu Yes. A little bit (laughs) of characters. And so Mick Riva does show up in Evelyn Hugo, like very, Mm. very early on. He's like the second or third husband. And um, that's like, I had somebody reach out to me and be like, do I need to read Evelyn Hugo before reading Malibu Rising? And Mm -mm. if you're wondering that, you don't. 
because you don't. They barely connect. There's just like so. Yeah, Mick is a husband in Evelyn Hugo, but he's not a huge character at all. They no because they're literally married for a day it's like, and they get it annulled. Right. It's literally um, like probably fifty pages in. It's mm-hmm. so quick. <laughs> and then there is like one or two other Easter eggs that were kind of fun to catch, but you didn't yeah. have to know them. But I would absolutely read a book for every husband. I would absolutely same, same. read, like, I would read any book she wanted to write in that universe. That she said that so Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones are eventually going to meet. Oh. And I'm very excited for that. That would I be thought awesome. I thought it was going to happen in this book. Mm-hmm. But also, you know what? I think it's important that we set the expectations for this book. Because a lot of people coming off, like, Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones are probably going to expect something similar. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, like, not at all the case. Like, this doesn't follow, like, a rise to fame. Mm-hmm. And I would say, like, the whole Hollywood scene in this book takes a backseat. For to, sure. like, the actual, like, family drama and the siblings interacting with each other. Yeah. So yeah. you, when I definitely thought the way that it was described that I was going to be reading about these kids growing up in Malibu being rich and famous and everything because yeah. they start out... You, you meet them present day and they're rich and famous. And then you realize that they have a rich and famous father. But that's not the case. Right. They all grew up with their mom alone, really poor, fending for themselves, helping each other out. And it's not until they get a lot older that they then make names for themselves. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's really not about... I mean, you know, Mick is a singer and he does rise to fame, but it's not about him. Right. You don't stay with him for and that. None of the stuff. children it's very much get about like their family. Yeah, and none of the siblings get like super famous. So right. like none of them are really in the spotlight whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like a little bit famous because their dad is famous, but like yeah, not really like by relation. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was, I don't know, I was kind of surprised that they didn't, I guess maybe the timelines don't mean that, but there wasn't really any, like, Easter eggs from Daisy Jones. I didn't catch any, at least. I cannot remember. I feel like if there was, it probably was just, like, a song reference, Mm -hmm. but I cannot, for the life of me, remember all those tracks that Taylor Jenkins Reid wrote for Daisy Jones, so... Yeah, oh my gosh! Idea. I yeah, I was I was gonna say that was probably one of my least favorite parts about Daisy yeah. Jones. Is that there was like a lot of song lyrics in there. Right, literally and the back of the book like, is just like actual just lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was only like one like one song in this, which yeah. is good. I liked that. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then so. There are a couple, I I wouldn't say that there's any, like, jaw-dropping twists necessarily. Like, it's definitely not a thriller. I think it definitely played a little safe in terms of plot twists. Like, it didn't Mm -hmm. have, like, an Evelyn Hugo moment or even, like, a Daisy Jones moment. Oh, my God. (laughs) If you haven't read Evelyn Hugo, seriously, just, like, go read it. I have not heard one person not like it, honestly. Uh, Yeah. Oh, God. What a book. I know. So I need to reread it again, like right now. I, I reread just, it this year, and I love it even more now. I got Abby LaRue, harder. finally. And oh. so I'm reading that right now, but I think I'll read Evelyn Hugo after again. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm- so yeah, there weren't any like crazy twists. Oh my god. No. My, now Buttercup has to bark every time we do this. <laughs> it's okay. Now I have a dog in the house, too, so maybe he'll yeah. bark eventually. <laughs> um... Yeah, so the, like, I wouldn't, they don't describe them as twists, but, you know, everyone has, like, secrets or, like, things that they're dealing with, yeah. and, like, it's really not anything, like, big. Um, well, and I think one of the big things with this book is you know the twists from the beginning. You do. You're just you gonna watch how, quickly. yeah, you just find out how other people are reacting to them. Mm-hmm. Once you they find get revealed. out before the people that are gonna be upset like you find out but the book is about everyone else finding out right right you kind of know from the Um, beginning there is you know what there's one twist like 50 pages in we'll talk about it that Mm -hmm. legitimately shocked me Hmm. and do you know what i'm talking about i don't think so 
Okay. It will be the yeah, first spoiler yeah, we'll thing about because we okay. talked about... So, Lily came down here and we mm-hmm. talked about this twist in person. <laughs> we did? I already forgot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about it. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think of other like oh, non-spoiler stuff. Go one ahead. more thing. Um, so, the cover has some surfing on it. Oh, I yes. sh- We should probably mention surfing isn't a big part of the book. Like, it's it's Like, there. it is, but it isn't. Right, right. It's yeah. more of, like, something that they do as a family. Right. You know? Well, and so one of them is a professional surfer. Right. And then one of them is a... She, like, wanted... She's sort of, like, a professional surf model. Like, she mm-hmm. was a surfer, scouted because she was surfing, but then she became, like, a model for surfing and then kind of yeah. just became, like, a regular model from that. But they all surf as a family. They all love to surf. It's, like, a big right. thing for them. Um, I would it, say it's a much yeah. bigger like plot device in the first part than the second part Mm -hmm. like i think it it, like barely comes up in the second part whatsoever yeah but i I mean because the second part is like all the party but also i would have hated to read more about the surfing right exactly (laughs) yeah like there is there's a cute moment with the surfing it is cute what was there i enjoyed reading and it was like you could like like, I've never surfed in my life, but I felt like I could surf off of the way that she described surfing. <laughs> well, and, like, so I saw on her Instagram, like, she captioned a post, like, oh, never thought I would write a book about surfing. And, like, I, and she was like, I've never surfed before, so it was a whole experience. And, like, I kind of get it, but I would not say this is a book about surfing whatsoever. Yeah. You know? I just For sure. want yeah, to set no, that expectation, like, <laughs> like, don't let it be a cover by, because you're not going to get, like, yeah. some big surfing competition in this book. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank God. The yeah. cover is gorgeous, though. It really is gorgeous. If you look close enough, whoever did it turned up the sharpness a little too much, because it's all pixelated. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was looking really close to it, and I'm like, wow, that water doesn't look like, um... It doesn't flow nicely. Mm-hmm. It has very <laughs> ragged lines in it. <laughs> That's funny. But it is very pretty from afar. It is. <laughs> all right. I think that's so, all I have for non-spoilers. Right. We can definitely move into spoilers. All right, um, guys. Spoiler alert. Here it comes. Right. right if you haven't read you? this book... Oh, okay. If Heard you haven't read this book, read it and come back, please. Mm-hmm, um, please. <laughs> Hud's mom. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that no, I definitely was not so expecting much. that. I I was well because from the beginning of the book they're referred to as twins. Right. And so So if you did not heed our warning and you haven't read the book and you're still listening, right. Jane and Hudson <laughs> are the same age and they like they grew up as twins and everyone treats them like twins, but they are half brothers. So Jay is Mick and June's. He has both of the same parents as Nina and Kit. Hudson is the result of an affair with a famous actress. Um, And his mom. I'm trying to find her name, but just her her last name was Hudson, which is why his first name is Hudson. But I can't remember what his name was. Um, But she just like shows up at June's doorstep when he's like a month old and just drops him off. And yeah, she's June, like, I can't do this. Being a saint, just like takes him and raises him as her own. Right. Um, oh, Carol Hudson. That was her. Yes. Name. Yeah. Yeah. June is like, you know, she had a really sad demise, but she was yeah. like an actual saint when they were growing up. Ugh, God. I yeah, I could have wept for like a day reading about June. It was so sad. Right. Oh, so I guess we can just go character by character, honestly, because mm-hmm. this is just like family drama 101. Um, I guess we can start with June. What okay. did you think of her dying? <laughs> it was so sad. And I was just it like, really wait, is. what? Like, what? <laughs> and I mean, I could kind of tell, um, you know, I could kind of tell, obviously, she had passed away somehow. I think maybe they even right. refer to it. You know, they don't make it a mystery that she dies. You're just wondering how. And then, yeah, you find out that basically she just, like, slowly became a drunk and was, you know, 
just drinking a ton and not able to care for her kids and this like it was so sad watching that happen and like the kid they described like the kids realizing and the kids talking to her about it and all this stuff and then she like apparently decides to like get clean and be done but she's like drinking for one last night quote unquote and then she drowns in the bathtub right. and then nina, and nina finds, finds her, her. <laughs> oh poor nina poor oh nina of course oh. nina found her yes that, everything course. bad happens to nina Poor Nina. Oh, yeah, that made me so sad. I just, um, it, it really sucks because June puts so much faith in Mick. Like, mm-hmm. at the beginning, like, she even, like, stood up to her family who was like, Mick needs a real job, like, a musician, he's probably not gonna make it. And she was mm-hmm. like, I have faith in him, like, he's gonna make it. And then whenever he did make it, well, then he started cheating on her all the time. Immediately immediately of course because something about like being a musician just makes you it it makes it impossible (laughs) for you to be faithful apparently exactly well you're on tour (laughs) right (laughs) oh my god yeah i mean mick was a jerk i mean well and mick made so many promises he was like literally like what a year into his career he was like i just want to be a family man like i just want to be a dad to my kids and then he'd go on tour again and start cheating on june yet again again i don't know what i would do if i was married to him (laughs) Mm, 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 mm. yeah so june basically she starts out you know being swept off her feet as a young girl by this guy who says he's gonna be the next best thing they get married and then he does become this huge thing and then he she so she finds out that he's cheating on her because an illegitimate baby is dropped on her lap right um and she ends up like taking him back and then he leaves her and then like a few years later he comes back and like inserts himself back into their lives and gets all the kids to trust him and then one night he just like disappears in the night oh and poor nina again he got super close to nina like whenever they were young he was like best friends with nina like he basically took her under his wing Mm -hmm. and then just left like one random night because she they say because so nina is the oldest and she doesn't remember him and so she doesn't trust him when he comes back and then he makes it his mission to win her over and then he does win her over and she falls in love with him and like such a daddy's girl and then he leaves her Right. And she's crushed, and oh my god, I, yeah, Nina well, and, did not deserve so, this. No, Nina, poor Nina. <laughs> um, but and another thing, so June, she grew up um, with her parents and working at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, she basically did not want that life for her children. So that's why she put so much faith in Mick, because he promised her a different life where her kids would not have to work at the restaurant. She would not have to work at the restaurant anymore and retire there. And that's just, you know, another bullet in June, because whenever Mick left, she had to take over the restaurant. Mm-hmm. She's left And with then, of nothing. course, the children then inherited the restaurant and right. ran it. They have to run it. And when June ride dies, Nina has to run it herself. She has to drop out of school so she can run it and take oh care of her God, siblings. Yeah. Ugh. It's so horrible. <laughs> and yeah, it drove me nuts because the first time that Mick leaves, he pays like alimony or child support or whatever. But the second yeah. time he leaves, he just stops doing it. And June is too proud to. She literally says, when he comes back, I want him to respect me for having done it by myself. I'm just like, no, June, no. So one of the times, one of the times I did cry in this was when Nina found her in the bathtub. It's not even that June was dead. It was that, again, I feel so close to Nina. Actually, the second time I cried too had to do with Nina, but we'll Mm -hmm. get there. Um, But it's just like so heartbreaking that I feel like june was nina's last lifeline because she already felt like she was responsible for her siblings a little bit since her Mm -hmm. mom was like falling apart in front of her yeah and then like that was just like the final straw like now she was completely responsible for her siblings yeah it's heartbreaking (laughs) yeah girl (laughs) poor nina (laughs) Nina. um so we can talk about mick next 
since uh, he actually comes back in part two. <laughs> uh, I knew that was going to happen. As soon as I read yeah. cause it. So Kit invites him. Um, yeah. It says in the blurb, Kit invited someone. She didn't consult with her siblings. I'm like, obviously she invited their dad. Yeah. Um, like we knew. We knew he was coming back at some point. Right. Like there's a lot of like special guests at this party, like including Nina's ex-husband. Yeah. But like Mick was the obvious one. The really, sure. really obvious one. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, like we said, he grew up poor with terrible parents, and he was going to make it big and be a musician. And apparently his, like, his dad cheated on his mom constantly, and both of his parents were drinkers, and he claimed he was never going to be like that. Lo and behold. And then he was, yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. And, yeah, he, I mean, we kind of already mentioned it. He was... A terrible husband and a terrible father. He left them twice. Right. And then he just, like, never gets in contact with his kids. He never calls them. This is... This got me. He, like, whatever. Be a deadbeat and not show up. But when you find out that their mother dies and you don't even contact your children... Right. Or attend the funeral. Nina's, like, (laughs) 16 and she's taking care of three kids and herself. And their rich father doesn't even bother to, like, start sending checks again. Are you kidding me? Like, what did you think was happening? Where was child support? Like, where's... What is it, the government agency that gets involved? Well, Nina said that she didn't do... She purposely didn't tell them because they would have split them up and put them in foster homes. Which is probably true. And she didn't want that to happen. So she just, like, hid it. Well, and then... So, basically, part one is their childhood. And it's basically to set you up that you hate Mick at the end Mm -hmm. of it and then mick comes back to this party and basically is like i'm ready to be a dad to you like can you forgive me and then Mm. all the siblings just like at once say no right (laughs) i was like good for you because i was waiting for them to be like yeah we can give you another chance and i was like please don't do that i don't know no he doesn't deserve that and yeah they all are like no thanks actually (laughs) and it's like too late yeah good for them (laughs) right for them like I I really enjoyed that part of the book, but also I don't wanna say it was predictable. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit predictable, but also it's the ending that I would want with Yeah. Mick, you know? I don't know that I did I kind of expected at least like Jay or somebody to accept him. Or, like, so I was Kit. glad that they unanimously didn't. Right. Yeah, especially yeah, Kit like kept inviting him. But yeah. Well, and like, so Kit had invited him to every single past party as well. So Mm -hmm. um, I think this was the fourth, the fourth party that they held. And like, apparently Mick didn't get the invitations. I don't buy that. I seriously don't buy that. (laughs) But yeah. So after four parties, he eventually decides to show up. It's horrible. (laughs) And they definitely handed to him on the beach. Like, one of the biggest final scenes is them all on the beach, just the siblings. Oh, and Casey. Random Casey. That was so weird. (laughs) That was weird. Uh. That was so weird. That is one thing. Like, whenever that got brought up, I was just like, really? Mm -hmm. Like, it kind of felt like she ran out of plot a little bit, so she had to, like, throw in a wild card there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Like, it was kind of... Uh, uh, yeah, it was weird, but at the same time, you know, like, obviously, seemed... he probably has a bunch of children he doesn't know Yeah. About. I don't know. Yeah, it just so... seemed, like, really late to throw that in. Because, like, by the time Casey is introduced, like, you're almost done with the book. Like, you only have, like, she 100 pages left. introduced pretty late. Yeah, so Casey yeah. is a young girl who um, was adopted and yeah. had great adoptive parents, but they both die and she's like going through their things and she finds something that makes her think that mick is Is um, her father father. so she goes looking for him looking for her siblings um and then she kind of stalks the siblings a little bit and finds out about the party yeah so like the party is a huge thing in malibu and everyone knows about it and so she like through talking to people finds out about it she just kind of shows up and then she of course hunts down poor nina while nina's (laughs) going through it and is like i might be your sister and nina's like probably all right sounds good and just like is super nice to her 
And then, yeah, Mick shows well, up. Well, and this is after Nina had to kick her ex-husband out of the house. She's like, let's just grab some cheese and go up to the bedroom and talk about this. I can't deal with it anymore. Like, there's literally a point where Nina is hiding in the pantry. That is how... Yeah. <laughs> yeah that is how much she friend. goes through. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's whenever Mick... It's whenever Mick first shows up to the party. Like, Taylor Jenkins Reid is just like, so he can't find any of the uh, siblings because a couple of them are on the beach. Kit is off making out with somebody. And Nina's hiding in the pantry. Well, (laughs) Nina's hiding in the pantry. Kit is making out with someone. And Hud and Jay are beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ah, all right. That seems right. Yeah, exactly. After all of what happened, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Nina um, has been ma- married for like a year, maybe like not yeah. long to this like tennis bro douchebag. And he she finds out that he's cheating on her with his she calls it tennis mistress or something. But it's like, some, yeah, it's like his spar partner or something like that. Like one of right. his opponents. And it's like huge like a a really like professional tennis player yeah yeah you know um and so she he leaves her and she's like like she's dealing with it and she's sad but she's almost like i don't know i don't know how to describe it like she's sad about it she feels crushed and she's heartbroken but it's almost like she is sad about the person that she thought he could be or that he claimed to be the rather than the person he, he made was. like a lot of promises to nina and she's almost and, mad like, at herself for falling for it right exactly mm-hmm. yeah i mean he he basically was a lot like her dad and made all he these was, promises well i mean <laughs> he literally left and went to a tournament and then slept with somebody right so (laughs) yeah and like nina even mentioned something about it like you know being like her mom or whatever and she's like disappointed in herself so she's going through that but of course she's trying to put on a brave face and she wants to have the party because everyone looks forward to it and all her siblings love it and she um you know she prepares everything for the party it's held at her house and then at the party She's having a rough time. Then her ex-husband shows up and begs for her to take him back. And she kind of, like, sort of agrees for a minute. I think it was mostly just um, so that he wouldn't make a scene. Yeah, because he does it in front of everybody. Right. He he does, like, this huge thing just like, Nina, I still love you. Will you take me back? And she's just like, sure, but shut up. Right. Get up. It's Yeah. It's like, we'll talk about this later. We're not talking about this right now. There's people right. showing up at my house. <laughs> and then his mistress shows up and does make a huge scene. And so then she oh, picks him out okay. finally. And from the beginning of the book, you know that, like, a big fire happens. That their house burns mm-hmm. down. But mm-hmm. uh, the mistress starts lighting um, the ex-husband's clothes on fire outside. And I thought that yeah. was how it was all going to happen. But... It turns Me out too. it's Mick. So, yeah, I, kept, I was like, what happened? What happened? And then the ex-husband showed up and I was like, is he going to light her house on fire? Or, like their house on fire? <laughs> but yeah, it was freaking Mick because he flicks a cigarette. I honestly thought at one point Nina was just going to light it on fire. <laughs> She's just going to like, everyone get out of my house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I will say I kind of, like, I guess it was fitting that Mick did it accidentally because he's just such a pathetic yeah mess up but i did kind of want it to be more dramatic me too i thought it was pretty tame i was like i I was really expecting somebody to just like be hurt and like maybe even like covered in blood walking away from the house as it's like burning in the background right i wanted something like big you know (laughs) no one's in the house no one is hurt by the fire not that that's a bad thing but it's just like very but it does they do say it starts like a really big wildfire they don't like go into that but it's mentioned right yeah, yeah, and so Nina eventually kicks out her husband, and then later on the beach, she's able to tell off her father, which is a huge moment for her. I was so proud of her. Yeah. So proud. I thought um, her ending was kind of weird, though. What do you mean? She's just, she was just like, like, she never really brought it up before. Like, she definitely wanted to 
get away from Malibu the entire book because it was just, like, way too much. Like, she was tired Mm -hmm. of taking care of the restaurant and, like, taking care of her siblings. But then she was like, you know what? I'm going to move to Guatemala. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, that's so random, you know? I don't know that it's the place. I feel like it was just, like, a somewhere to go where no one's gonna bother me and no one's gonna think to look for me i mean she could have just gone to like portland or something (laughs) but are the waves any good in portland right (laughs) it just seems so random that like all the siblings were just like okay i guess we'll see you once a year probably right but they were all super supportive which i liked i liked her ending i was happy for her i just thought it was so random like same with kids kids ending was a little bit random too so should we go in age order do you want to talk about kit so we can talk about kit i mean uh, other than that just jay and hud and we can pretty much talk about them at the same time because of the whole ashley thing Mm. (laughs) yes so kit is like the youngest sister she's living in everyone's shadow she mentioned several times that she's like totally a better surfer than jay but no one like realizes it (laughs) because he's the hot shot right Um, and you find out towards the end of the book that Kit is gay. Yes. And they pretty much immediately start talking about her as the less pretty version of Nina. She keeps her hair short. She doesn't wear girly clothes. She hates makeup. Right. She's never kissed a boy, even though she's 20. That is all, like, literally <laughs> the first page that you talk about her. And I was like, oh, right. okay, so Kit's gay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Where is this going? Yeah. So... Kit's, like, thing is that she kind of just makes it her goal to make out with a guy at the party. Because mm-hmm. she thinks, like, once she does it, then it won't be like, a thing anymore. Yeah. She'll, like, like, sparks will more. fly, like. Yeah. Well, and, like, the entire time, was her best friend Vanessa? That was her best friend, right? Was yes. that her name? Mm-hmm. Okay. The entire time, Vanessa is, like, kissing, like, five people. Like, yes. five random people at the party. And so, it's she's kind of, like, pushing Kit to do the same. Mm-hmm. And Kit wants to do the same. But she kisses one guy. I think his name was Seth. Mm-hmm. Right? And then that kind of just answers her question for her. Yeah, she kisses him. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> literally, like, she literally, like, pulled back from Seth and was like, I'm not liking this. I think I like <laughs> girls. <laughs> no way <laughs> right <laughs> she finally got it okay yeah so and then... i did i did like that about her storyline mm-hmm. but i also wish it kind of went further yeah you know like yeah like she didn't I, I... she just kind of admitted it her to herself and that was it right yeah i only even think she told her siblings at Mm-mm. the end of the book no she did not yeah again it kind of it kind of seemed random to me. But I guess looking back on it, considering her entire plot line in the second half was to kiss a boy, mm-hmm. I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then she's obviously the one who invited Mick. We already talked about that. And that's, I mean, that's right. really kind of all she is there. Like, she's not in the flashbacks a ton, backs a ton purely because she's the youngest and she isn't she's born like a, until like... yeah. She's well not, like, after. super younger, but she definitely, like, I think, was it Jay and Hud? They're, like, mm-hmm. the second youngest, and I think they're, like, 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- so, she's, like, like a f- you know, four-ish years younger than them. Yeah. But a lot of the flashbacks happen... When but, they're really young. Like, when, when Nina's really, really young. young. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, like, she's in some of them, but she doesn't really, like, play a huge part. She's, like, part. a baby in a lot of them. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, she is just kind of, like, the willful younger sibling. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, I do want to mention just the second time I did cry in this book. Mm-hmm. Before we get to Jane Hud, because it has nothing to do with them. <laughs> so, of course, it has to do with Nina. And it's whenever it's her wedding day. It is such a short, like, thing. It's maybe half a page. Mm-hmm. But Taylor Jenkins Reid is so good with one-liners. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, a one-sentence thing that will hit you hard. And it talked about how Mick Riva obviously wasn't in their life, so her siblings walked her down the aisle. Yeah. It was so sweet. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I love all four of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sweet. 
Yeah. So sweet. It was just yeah. so touching. Okay, so the boys. God, so, what a mess. What I do like HUD mess. a lot more than Jay, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so Jay is a professional surfer. And right. he, you know, is a ladies' man, whatever. And his sort of, like, thing is that he has met a girl that he's totally infatuated with and that he, like, she's nothing like any other girl he's been with. And he is, like, just, he yeah. knows he loves her even though he just met her. And so she promises to be at the party and he's just, like, waiting for her. But well, he- and um, his surfing career is stunted. Like, yeah. he, he can't really hold on to it because he learns that he has a heart condition. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of has to give up his surfing career. Yeah. So and he doesn't he have much going for him already. only tells this girl. He, right. Like, he hasn't right. told his family. He hasn't announced it. He's, like, still planning on competing in this huge competition, even though if he puts too much stress on his heart, he could literally die. Yeah. 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 I think the um, girl's name is Laura. Right? Mm-hmm. Laura. Yeah. yeah. Laura. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that's basically his thing. He's like trying like he goes to the place where she works and gets her to agree to come and then right. he is with her at the party. And then HUD is a photographer. So his like whole career yeah. has been made on like taking pictures of Jay while he's surfing. Um and he's always kind of been, like, Jay's right-hand man. You know, he's, like, a month younger, and he's always looked up to him so much. And um, he is dating this girl named Ashley, who he's madly in love with. And you find out pretty quickly that Ashley is Jay's ex-girlfriend. Yes. And that... And she's pregnant. That, that she's <laughs> with- pregnant, Yeah. With Hud's baby. <laughs> yes. So you first find out that it's Jay's ex-girlfriend. And then you find out right. that it's, like, they, Hudson and Ashley started hooking up before Jay and Ashley broke up. Ashley yeah. broke up with Jay because of Hudson. And then right. they have been having a secret, like, affair for, like, six months. And then. And Hud, like, has found it super difficult to even bring it up. Right. You know, like, he's With trying to Jay. think of a way to even tell Jay. Like, I think the first thing he asks Jay is, um, how, what would you think of me seeing Ashley? Even mm-hmm. though they had already, like, been together for so long. And then Jay is a total jerk about it. Yeah, he's completely against it. He's like, why would you do that to me? Like, you know, that that was my ex. Like, no. Right. And Hud's like, well. Well, crap. And then <laughs> yeah. he finds out that Ashley's pregnant. And he's like, well, this is going to go over great. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Jay, like, is ugh, he's basically like, nah, she was mine. You can't just, like, have her. Like, he's so gross about right. it. I hated the way he responded to that. Right. And then when Hudson does tell Jay, legit fist fight. Like, legit like big, fist big fight. fight. Yeah. That, Mick, their dad, ends up breaking up. Yeah. Well, and I think, what, it was Jay. He broke Hud's nose. Mm-hmm. So Hud is just on the beach while the four siblings are all talking with Mick, and he's just, like, bleeding out. <laughs> right, and his, like, ribs are, like, excruciating. Right. <laughs> yes. And Ashley's, like, screaming and crying because they're right. beating the crap out of each other, and then they just, like, <laughs> leave her to go talk on the beach. Right. yes and so oh my god the way that jay found out i was just like no 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 no." (laughs) as soon as they got in his car i was like don't do it right i um Uh, like obviously towards the end of the book because they're siblings like jay eventually became okay with it you mm -hmm. know after they punched you know each other like for like 10 minutes straight mm, yeah but um yeah i mean again i feel like their ending was also predictable yeah and it kind of made me sad because i wish there was like still like a little bit of tension left you know because mm-hmm. like i think their last scene together was just like so perfect like like not like perfect for me but like perfect to wrap it up like 
with yeah. no loose ends whatsoever because it was just like you know you're my brother so i'll support anything you do yada 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 right. and i was just like really <laughs> really <I just laughs> so, acted like a dick this whole right time. like can you just like maybe be a little passive aggressive <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like i don't know i hated the way jay reacted so i was like yeah. happy that he forgave him but like maybe it was yeah. a little out of character you know yeah, I, I yeah. definitely expected Jay to be a little bit more of a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he was just, like, a like such a bro. Like, he just really... Yeah. Like, well, I think that's why like... I wasn't able to connect to him. He was just, like, so... It, it's not that he was one note, but it's that mm-hmm. he was pretty stereotypical, like, masculine, like, jock, you know? Yeah. And, like, even though he cares about his family, he, like, kind of doesn't. Like, he's pretty self-centered. Right. Right. Yeah, and he does, like, quote-unquote, get his heart broken. Even though he's only, like, he's not even really with this girl, Laura. They've, like, hooked up a couple times. Right. But they go to have sex in <laughs> in Hudson's truck. Yeah. <laughs> he they find uh, suggestive pictures of Hudson and Ashley together, and Jay, like, yeah. freaks out. And then also... I think he tells Laura that he loves her. And yeah, she's no, like, he's Whoa. like very forward. He's very, very, he's like, I can see a future with you. Like, I love mm-hmm. you so much. And she's like, I met you like two weeks ago. Right. She's like, <laughs> oh no. Right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you have misunderstood. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I was kind of happy that that happened because I, like, not that I didn't want Jay to have a happy ending, but I was kind of like, okay, good, because he was being super weird. Yeah. And also, like, he he kind of deserved to be, like, knocked down a peg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess we can talk about how the party ended. Someone just yeah. started shooting a random gun everywhere. Oh, my God. And I guess that yeah. was the final straw. <laughs> yeah. So, someone started shooting a... Well, he, like, he said he didn't mean to. Or so, he was, like, right, shooting right. it around, and then he, like, shot a window, and he almost shot somebody. Right. And somehow he well, missed. Well, here's the thing. So, that was such a tease, though. Because I seriously thought, like, the party was about to get shot up. And I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, like, plot toys, <laughs> like, about to get interesting. And then it was what? just like, oh, someone accidentally shot off a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, so then, like, the police get called, and a bunch of people get hauled away, you know, everyone's high and making out in the closets, and, you know, just, like, a big, crazy party, and then, you know, while all of this is happening, all the siblings are just, like, they have left, they're, like, on the beach, like, none of them (laughs) are at the party anymore, and then once, like, everyone is gone, Mick flicks his stupid cigarette and sets the whole place on fire. Um, right. I don't know if you caught this, but Nina's husband stole Mick's like jacket. Yeah, and, like, and then crashed, crashed it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> and then got arrested. And then got arrested, like he deserved. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. Um, again, I think the ending was very tame. Like, I definitely wanted something more from it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not mad at it either. Sure. You know? Yeah, I can see I think, that. again, I, if I would have read part two in one sitting, I think I would have appreciated it a little bit more. Yeah. I can I can definitely hear, I can definitely see what you're saying. It de- it was like a yeah. it was such a good book. Absolutely, I would recommend yeah, it. I stand amazing, by amazing. five out of five stars. It wasn't perfect. Evelyn it Hugo, wasn't perfect. Perfect. Well, and so <laughs> Okay, so after this book, Taylor Jenkins Reid is, like, an autobi author for me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. For sure. Because after Evelyn Hugo, like, I-, I knew she was onto something. And then after Daisy Jones, I was like, okay, so, like, two books, like, good. But, um, honestly, like, this book was so different from those two. Mm-hmm. And I still loved it. Like, not as much, but I still loved it enough to where I'm like, this is definitely a favorite of this year so far. Yeah, for sure. You know? So, yeah, I will yeah. buy anything she publishes now. So good. So good. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I've re- I really have liked that they have been 
so different because she definitely <laughs> like you know you could absolutely tell that they're written by the same author she has you know a very similar writing style you right. she does have amazing one-liners um and you know like the tropes like i said like the rocker guy who wants to be yeah. a better person but he just can't and like you know stuff like that but at the same time she does something different in all of them that other people don't do like she's just so creative well yeah and i was about to say like she could keep writing these and they could have gotten old like it could have been old Mm -hmm. by this book but i feel like with each book she's doing something completely different like Mm -hmm. again with daisy jones it's the interview style it's also the music industry which evelyn hugo doesn't touch on Mm -hmm. and then with malibu rising again the hollywood scene takes a backseat for the majority of the book but it's still like very much the same essence Mm -hmm. i guess as evelyn hugo and daisy jones so i think if she continues on with just like these neat twists on the same type of book Mm -hmm. i could read them constantly yeah i'll continue (laughs) yeah really really liked it for sure yes we will definitely continue to read her stuff yeah and i definitely want to reread this soon like i'm thinking in the next coming months i'll probably give it another read Mm-hmm. Just because I love part one so much. <laughs> yeah. Really I think if you liked Evelyn Hugo, you'll really like part one. Mm-hmm. It's very much um, pulls at your heartstrings. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. I guess we never re- really, f- I, I guess we never really focused on Nina, but I feel like we talked about Nina so much that like. We did. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we focus, like she really, she has so much that happens in the flashbacks, but she doesn't actually have right. like, that much that happens during the party. Like, she's not hiding anything. But she's like very much are. the main character mm-hmm. of the book. And so, like, I think she has something to do with pretty much everything. Yeah. You spend lots of time with her, which is good because she's Yeah, because she's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask what you're reading next because we always talk about what, we, what we're what we reading yeah. right now. Oh, my God. So, um... What I'm reading right now is uh, this book called The Defining Decade. Mm-hmm. And my friend gave it to me before I left Tampa and moved up here. And it's basically a book. It's a nonfiction book. And it's about... Um, it it kind of combats that statement where it's like, oh, your 20s don't matter. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the 30s are the new 20s. And um, I'm I'm only like probably 75 pages into it but so far the author has like really good advice like the majority of it has been centered around like your career Mm -hmm. and I think she definitely humbles people because a lot of people want like success young you know they're like I need to like reach my goals young and she's like you know in your 20s you're probably not going to get where you want to be but you definitely need to lay to lay the groundwork for it Mm -hmm. um you can't just like screw off for like 10 years you know sure and so like i i really have i i really like what the author is saying so far the next section is love and i'm kind (laughs) of scared to go into that so (laughs) i kind of have been putting it off um and then the other book that i haven't started but i'm gonna try and finish by the end of june is giovanni's room by james baldwin Mm -hmm. he wrote um if beale street could talk do you know that book I've heard of it. I haven't read it, though. Okay. It was, like, a movie, and apparently it was a really good movie. But um, somebody recommended Giovanni's Room, so I was like, okay, I'll check it out. It's pretty short. Yeah. So so what are you... Oh, I guess you said you're reading Addie LaRue? Yeah, yeah. So a new bookstore opened up by my work, and I had to go in and find something, obviously. An indie? Yes. bookstore? Oh, my God. Yes. I think I'm on opening day. It's, like... I don't know. It's in a cool area. Um, parking is terrible, as is everything <laughs> in Atlanta. Um, right. and it's But it's like an old building. You know, it's got like hardwood floors, but it's brand new and there's not a ton of character yet. Um, and they just kind of had like the basic books, I feel like. But I, yeah, I just hadn't gotten Addie LaRue yet. And I was like, okay, I guess it's time. Um, and I've read like, I don't know, not a ton, but I like it so far. I've been working, so I haven't been able to like sit down and read it, but um, yeah. I think I'll probably finish it this weekend. I've been. I know it. Hillary really liked it. Yeah, she did. She did. It is re- like I really like her. I really like the writing style so far. Yeah, I mean, um, I remember the author V. E. Schwab. She said that was like her first book that she ever started working on, and so oh, she's wow. been working on it for like ten years. Yeah. yeah, I know she's released a lot of other books. Yeah. 
But this is my first book that I read by her. So, yeah, yeah. I've been liking that. And then after that, I'll probably reread Evelyn Hugo because I keep saying I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, and I still have Absolutely. the library books to finish. Yeah. You know, never-ending TBR, of course. Honestly. I so. Oh, my God. When packing up my books because I just <laughs> moved yeah. up to Tallahassee. I need to get rid of my TBR. <laughs> I need to, like, go through that because it got worse than what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've usually been able to contain it to one shelf of my bookshelf, mm-hmm. but now it's also an entire side table. <laughs> yeah, mine's embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get that under control. So yeah. what are we reading next? So if you haven't heard... Divergent uh, just turned 10 years old and so my birthday was this past month and I've been really wanting these 10th anniversary editions if you don't know um, I grew up with like three franchises I grew up with um, Twilight The Hunger Games and Divergent like those were my main three (laughs) and I feel like out of all of them honestly Divergent may be my favorite books I think Twilight is my favorite movies but um So, it just turned 10, my sister got me all four of the 10th anniversary books, and so we are going to be rereading Divergent for our next book club book. Which I have not read since high school, so that will be fun. I read it in high school, and then I read it like three years ago. Mm -hmm. It is just so fun. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited. So, yep, that is what we will be reading next. And we will not see. I always say see you. We will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. (laughs) Um, And I hope you guys enjoyed Malibu Rising as much as we did. Oh, loved it. Loved it. Okay, bye. bye.